If Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he. His eyes was on a sparrow, and I know, cause he watches over me. And I sing because I'm happy. And I sing because I'm free. His eyes was on a sparrow. And I know cause he watches over me. It's his love, it's his love, it's his love, it's his love, it's his love that watches over us. It's his love that watches over us. Get this, I know that uh, most of us have been very guilty of giving our time to somebody that really does not deserve it. Not just day by day, but we have given years to somebody that just did not deserve five minutes. We have given our hearts to them and we have given our all. We have given finances, cars, and places to stay. We have literally exhausted ourselves in a relationship pouring out every ounce of love that was in us. Loving, being in love with the wrong person. My goodness. In every, in all these relationships, we try so hard to hide parts of our past. And good reason too. I know I have a lot of reasons to be hiding some of my past. Man, I've done some stuff in my past. And I know I'm not the only one up in here. Have done some stuff in my past that I just don't want my wife to know about. <laughs> I know I ain't the only one. And there's things, and there's things that I be thinking, man, that's going on in my mind that I bet not tell her. Right? And you know what? Sometimes we are just too scared to give our whole heart because we are afraid we might get hurt once again. Cheated on. Stole from, I buy you everything. Disrespected, I only got eyes for you. Made to feel insecure and abandoned. And because of this, we are living in a time where people are falling and in and out of love every day. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, release a fresh anointing in this place. Father God, just take over. Lord God, anoint my speech, anoint this sermon, anoint my words, Father God, as I decrease and you increase. Father God, fill me up, Father God. Allow these words to penetrate the hearts of your children, Father God. Let it fall on fertile ground in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We have been given a false idea of what Falling in love truly is, and it could be from, from TV, it could be from romance novels, it could be from our parents. Yeah, this is serious right here. We're being confused. 
we have been bamboozled. We don't even know what true love truly looks like. You're not going to get it from TV. You're not going to get it from the internet. You're not going to get it from watching another couple beside you. It is a mess what the world has come to. Uh-oh. And divorce. Ooh, it's at an all-time high. Mm. It's like as soon as we say I do, man, we quit spending quality time with one another. Man, whether it's because of kids or because it's a, of a job or just because, hey, I just don't want to be around you. We're keeping it real. The truth will set you free, right? We quit doing the little things that put smiles on one another's face. Rubbing feet. Washing dishes. Even saying, how was your day? We don't do that. Only reason why I can say all this stuff is because I've been through it. I've been through it. It's like our conversations about our hopes and our dreams and our fears and strategizing about our future seem to get shorter and shorter and shorter until they are non-existent. Me and some of the brothers the other night, man, we were talking about uh, falling in love with Jesus and falling out of love with Jesus. And the brother said to me, he said, Ken, how can anybody fall out of love with Jesus? How can anybody fall out of love with Jesus? And I got to thinking, you know, at first I started throwing stuff out there, you know, about obedience and this, that, and the other. And I began to realize that we don't really truly understand who we are falling in love with. I'm going to go to Psalms 139. I believe that David puts it perfect. If you've been through a failed marriage, if you've been in some jacked up relationships, and I know that we all have, I know there's one thing that we can all agree upon is we've all been in some jacked up relationships and we didn't know exactly how to love and we definitely didn't even know how to receive any kind of love, right? This is what David is saying. Now, this is what we're talking about here. We're talking about the love of God here. That's what we're talking about. We need to truly understand and know who we are falling in love with. Right? We're talking about the love of God here. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted, intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand up on me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. And what this is saying here is God has searched, man, and he knows us intimately. 
I can't imagine if Abby knew every single thing that was going on in my mind when I got up, when I laid down. Could you imagine the person that you loved, the person that laid beside you, well, if they knew everything that you thought, everything that, that was in your heart, if they knew all this stuff, you'd be like, wait a minute, man, they were not. For real, they don't want to have nothing to do with me. I, I, I promise you. But God, he knows our mind, man. He intimately searches and knows our ways. He knows what's on my mind. He knows what's on my heart. And we're talking about the love of God here. And even though he knows what's on my mind, and I got a dirty mind sometimes, that's just what that is. Is what that is. My mind is jacked up. Some of my thoughts, man, just aren't right. Some of the stuff that's in my heart, man, is just not right. And God knows it all. And through all that, he still loves me. He still loves me. We can't get close to anybody, too close to anybody, because we're afraid if they truly know me, they're not going to love me. If they knew what was on my mind, they're not going to love me. If they knew my thoughts, they're not going to love me. If they truly knew how I felt, they're not going to love me. They're not going to love me. God knows. He knows our minds. He knows what we say before we even say it. He knows what's in our heart, and he loves you anyway. He loves you anyways. Then we go on to Psalm 7. I mean, Psalms 39, verse 7, and the word of the Lord reads. And the word of the Lord reads. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? You're not getting away. There ain't nowhere you can hide. It ain't nowhere you can go. If I ascend to heaven, you are there. And if I make my bed in Sheol, you are there too. If y'all don't know what that is, it's hell. And if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day and darkness is as light with you. We cannot escape him. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. When we're in the pit, he's there. In our depression, he's there. In our addiction, he was there. When we was homeless, he was there. When we couldn't get the bottle out of our hand, he is there. He is there. We cannot hide in the darkness. He's there. He even said, in the heavens, I'm there. In hell, I'm there. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. When you go through the waters, I'll be there. I'm there with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you is what he says. And with his right hand, his hand of protection, man, it is on you. The right hand is restoring your family. The right hand is delivering you from drugs. It's the right hand that's bringing you your family back. It's your right hand that got your kids. He's guarding your kids' heart, waiting on you to get home. It's his right hand. But don't you know that we serve an ambidextrous God? You know what ambidextrous is? It means that his left hand is just as strong as his right hand. And when he's restoring your family with his right hand, he's getting your kids into college with his left hand. God is a, such a good God. He covers all bases. He's so intentional, man. When he's doing something, he's doing something. And when he's not doing something, he's doing something. He's very intentional. Everything he do, there is an intent behind it. And what he's doing with his right hand, man, he always got something going on with the left hand that you know nothing about. 
Psalms 139, starting at verse 13 in the word Lord reads. For you form my inward parts. This part, I love this. I, I, I love this right here because in this right here, I begin to see who I am. I begin to know, find out my identity in Christ. For you formed my inward parts and you knitted me together in my mother's womb. See, the Lord says, hey, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. He says, before you were even born, before you was even formed, he said, I have a purpose for you. And he says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And my frame was not hidden from you. And when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. And, you, and in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. We were beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made. God said, he started, he began to speak, he began to speak the world into existence, right? He began to let there be light. Then he began to speak the, speak the, speak the earth, speak vegetation. But then when it came to us, he said, let's make them in our image. And then he got real personal with us he came down and he began to grab the dust of the earth and he began to shape it to mold it and form it really to put a little bit of actually a whole lot of love into creating each and every one of us individually fearfully and wonderfully made are we he created us more than conquerors overcomers in Jesus Christ he has created us he created us for his worksmanship he's created us for something amazing he is not he did not create us to live in darkness he did not create us to worry he created us to be powerful creatures he says that we can speak we can speak things into existence he says hey you can speak to that mountain with faith of a mustard seed and the mountain to move that's the kind of power that you have that's how he created us that's how he formed us that's how he molded us man God is good isn't he we serve a great God right let's give the Lord a round of applause And this right here is my favorite right here. It's Psalms 139, starting at verse 17 in the word of the Lord reads, How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. We're talking about the grains of sand. It don't even say the grains of sand on a beach or a desert. He says the grains of sand, every single grain of sand on this earth. We're talking about every beach. We're talking about every desert. We're even talking about the depths of the sea. There's sand in there. He says the thoughts that I have of you outnumber all of those. From the time that you were born, we're talking about the love of God here. 
We're talking about the love of God. He knows your mind. He knows your heart. He created you. He, he knew you uh, before he created you in your mother's womb. He took time and precisely and intricately moving you and created you. We're talking about the love of God here is what we're talking about. We're talking about the love of God here. And then he goes on to say, hey, the thoughts that I have of you outnumber the grains of sand on this earth. The thoughts that I have of you plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope, to give you a future. That is the thoughts that I have of you. The thoughts that I have of you to restore your family, to give you your children back, to give you your father, to give you your wives back, to give you your family back. That's what, that's the plans that I have for you. Every single thought, each and every one of us individually outnumber the grains of sand on this earth. We're talking about the love of God here. We're talking about the love of God here. We're talking about the love of God that saw you and your, at your worst, that saw you in your addiction and came and got you. We're talking about the love of God here. We're talking about the love of God here. When you were sick, he brought healing. We're talking about the love of God here is what we're talking about. We're talking about the love of God here. We're talking about the love of God that split the Red Sea. We're talking about the love of God here. We're talking about the love of God. Man, if only y'all catch it. Let me tell y'all something, man. If y'all don't catch nothing else in here, boy, y'all better catch the love of God. Y'all better catch Jesus. Ellis said it all the time, man. If y'all don't get nothing here, you better, you better get Jesus. You better know the love of God. Because when you fall, when you bump your head, because here's what the Bible say. The Bible says that a righteous man falls seven times, but he get back up. What in the world do you think make you get back up? It is the love of God. He sent his son to die for you. That's what the blood is for. It gives you the power to get back up when you fall, man. That's the love of God is what I'm talking about up here. If y'all don't catch nothing else, you better catch that. I know y'all know what I'm talking about when you land on your back and all you can do is look up and start crying out, God! All of us, I ain't going to say all of us, most of us, before we came here, there was a time we cried out to God. There was a time we cried out to God. It might have been a, a week before we came here, a few days. It might have been a month. But let me tell you something. He heard your cry, and it was he sent his love. He sent his love to come get you. Man, it's the love of God. That's what I'm talking about right here. I'm talking about the love of God. I am talking about the love of God. You're alive this morning. You woke up this morning. It's the love of God. You ain't on drugs. It's the love of God. You've been set free. It's the love of God. Right now, as we speak, your family's been restored. It's the love of God. Man, if you don't catch nothing else, you better catch that. You better catch it. You better catch it. You better catch it. So why in the world, if we serve a God that loves us so much, why would we spend so much time pouring out our love, all of our resources, spending all this quality, supposed to be quality time with somebody that we can't even open all the way up to, that we're scared to share our thoughts with, that we're scared to open up our hearts and give our whole hearts to. Why in the world, <laughs> why in the world aren't you staying in love with God? See, that was, the, that was the conversation the other day in class. They said, hey, um, so what's going on? Are these guys not falling in love with God or are they not staying in love? And I said, no, I, I believe they're falling in love. They're just not staying in love. They're just not staying in love. 
So how could someone fall out of love with God? The first one, sin. Oh, yeah. You know, we love talking about sin up in here. Why? Because it's our sins that separate us from God. That's what Isaiah 59 and 2 says. It says, in the word of the Lord reads, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and God. It's your sins that have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear you. And if you're not being heard, it is so hard to be in love with somebody that's not paying attention to you. I know y'all been in a relationship where somebody just kept talking and talking and talking and they didn't want to hear nothing you had to say, didn't care about the way you felt, didn't care about what was in your mind, they just didn't care about whether you like your eggs uh, over easy or, uh, or, or scrambled. <laughs> it's your sins. Your sins that separate you from God. It's your sins, your disobedience. See, the word of God said, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, those that obey me, love me, and I will manifest myself to them. If you love me, you will obey me and I will show myself to you. I will walk with you and I will talk with you and I will fellowship with you. I will be, you can lean on my shoulder. It's your sins. Sins will cause you to fall out of love with God because with that distance there, with that separation there, he ain't even hearing you. That's what the word of God says. Number two, I know y'all heard about this when I wasn't here um, on Sunday, I was in uh, Rockwall. But uh, the second one is you lose gratefulness. You lose gratefulness. Um, in the back there, in the men's, we, we say, you can always tell when somebody lose gratefulness, man. They become disobedient. They become rebellious. They become rebellious when they lose gratefulness. See, um, in Deuteronomy, it says um, in chapter 8 and verse 11a, it says, beware that you do not forget. See, do not forget what it took to get you where you are today. I know y'all remember how you used to be. I know you remember. I know you remember how nobody didn't trust you. I know you remember this. I know you remember how you couldn't get the needle out of your arm, how you couldn't quit stealing, how you couldn't quit lying, how you couldn't quit cheating. I know that you remember this. I know that you remember this. I know that you remember this, how you was robbing and stealing, sleeping around for drugs. I know how you remember this. I know how you neglected your children. I know you remember this, how you neglected your family. I know you remember all this. I know you remember all this. Yeah, it hurts, but it's real. You know, we real up in here. Can I be real? Because it's the truth that sets you free. It really is. And I love y'all, and I want y'all to have y'all family back. Man, I want you to have your wives back. Man, I want you to be fathers and mothers, the fathers and mothers that God has called you to be. And if I want y'all to be that way, I got to tell you the truth. I got to remind y'all because I don't want y'all to lose gratefulness. You cannot lose gratefulness up in here. You cannot remember where you was at. And look at where you are today. You're free. Man, you woke up this morning, you weren't trying to scheme and scam for no dope. You weren't laid on your back. You got to remember this. You got to see where you are today. Y'all kids are proud of y'all. They may not be with y'all right now, but they are proud of y'all. My mama's getting help from me. My daddy's getting help from me. Do not forget. Do not lose gratefulness. If you do, you out of there. You out of there. Like my brother say, the enemy's out there doing worn-on push-ups, waiting on you to walk out that door so he can split your head to the white meat. Lose gratefulness if you want to. Lose gratefulness if you want to.
Man, if I lose gratefulness with my wife, man, I'm in some trouble. If I forget how she was there for me when I was strung out, how she came to the dope house banging on the door, and I was hiding in the bathroom hitting that pipe, man, if I forget how she's been there for me, get this, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all what my wife did. I love my wife. I love her to death. One of the best things ever happened to me was her. So I stay out all night, three days, actually. I'm gone for three days, and uh, she come to the dope house looking for me, right? That gray Pontiac that we had, that we have, it was parked outside the dope house. So she knew I was there. And she go banging on the door, walking around the house, banging, me and Micah's here. Ken, just please come home. I'm not mad. What was this? What was that? And I still stayed in there. Three days I stayed in there. She came and got the car. I still stayed in there. On that third day, on that third morning, man, she pulls up. And I come outside. I just walk outside. I'm like, man, I'm done. I'm done. I go outside, and uh, I get in the car, and she says, hey, baby, you okay? I go, I, was, I, I couldn't say nothing. I know you're hungry. I'm going to take you to go get something to eat. So we went and ate at this little diner. She grabbed me something to eat. We ate. Came home. She ran me a bath. I took a bath. Man, she pampered me and took care of me. She showed me the love of God right then, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful, and if I forget how grateful I am, if I, if I lose appreciation for what she's done for me, man, fall out of love. Fall out of love when you lose gratefulness. She showed me the love of Christ, and I called Pastor Raymond, look, I need to come back. I gotta come back. You better remember. Everybody say, you better remember. So 17 people in this place say, you better remember. That was my verdict. That's my verdict right there. Along my verdict finger. You better touch 17 people and you better. Yeah. You better remember, man. You better not forget. You better not forget. If you forget, you're going to get your head split. Hey. Hey, yeah. 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 Number three, number three, number three. So first, sin, sin will make you fall out of love with God. Sin will make you fall out of love with God, right? Number two, if you lose gratefulness, you will fall out of love with God. Number three, lack of communication. See, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, it says pray without ceasing. To pray without ceasing. That means when he says pray without ceasing, that means I just don't want to hear you doing all the talking. I need to talk back. I need you to shut up so that I can tell you which direction I need you to go. I'm trying to give you a word that may empower you to stay put for a little longer. I'm talking about pray without ceasing. I'm not talking about a monologue. I'm talking about a dialogue. I'm talking about you say something, you be quiet, and then you listen. Top of cheek on somebody. <laughs> Give me a top of cheek on somebody. Lack of communication. When you lose gratefulness, you begin to stop communicating. And on my paper it says regularly because I sent my wife my paper and I said, hey baby, I need you to do something with this. Give me some notes. Give me something. You write it out, preach it. Not the whole sermon, just this one line right here. 
Uh, here it says regularly. <laughs> yeah, for real. It says to stop communicating regularly. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you lose gratefulness, when you in sin and you lose gratefulness, man, you quit communicating with God completely. I probably, you better ask somebody. Ask somebody that's gone out there and failed and then had to come back to the home and they'll tell you, look, man, I didn't have no prayer life. I went out there, bust my head. I cried out to the Lord one time. The second time I was all out there. I quit talking. It was no communication. That's why you better get it while you can get it up in here. If you ain't reading your Bible in here, you ain't going to read it out there. Somebody told me, I, I asked the dude, I said, hey, man, give me that study Bible. I go, you don't read it? He goes, I'm waiting till I get out of here and I'm going to read it. <laughs> the funniest thing I ever heard. He just don't know, Elliot. He just don't know, Jacob. He just don't know. He just don't know. If you, go, if you ain't gonna read it in here, you ain't gonna read it out there, I promise you. You know why? Because life happens. Life get to moving. Life get to moving. It moves fast, swift, hard. Man, it'll take you real quick, fast, and in a hurry. And before you know it, you got a, a needle in your arm or a pipe in your mouth, a blunt in your mouth, a bottle in your hand before you ever drop down and hit your knees. Before you ever open that Bible up, be careful. That's why I was glad when he told me, look, Ken, man, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I ain't putting no names. They said, Ken, I ain't going nowhere, man. I'm staying right here. I love you. I said, man, I love you too, man. You better not go nowhere. <laughs> you better not walk up out the doors. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm waiting on them to come out, Ellie. I'm waiting on them to walk out the doors. I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on them to come out the door if you want to. I got you. I got you. Leave the anointing if you want to. Leave that covering if you want to. I will bust your head all the way to the white meat. You wasn't in there reading your Bible. Yeah, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what communicating with God will do for you and reading your word will do for you. It will, you are putting, you are depositing something in you. You are feeding your spirit. You are depositing something into your savings account of what you may need whenever the devil attacks you. If you ain't depositing nothing, you can't go get nothing out. If you ain't got no money to make, I dare you to go stick your ATM card, your debit card in the ATM machine. I dare you. You know what will happen? Insufficient funds. Go out there if you want to. You ain't got no prayer life. Insufficient funds. Go out there if you want to without reading your Bible. Insufficient funds. You're going to be out of there. You're going to be out of there. <laughs> You're going to try to run it three times. The police might pull up on you. Tripping. Get to tripping. Get to tripping. Lack of communication, man. You better start praying. Let me tell you something. If I were to come home all the time and not speak to my wife, I am in some trouble. I'm in, ooh, I'm in some trouble. Why come you ain't talking to me? Who you been talking to on route, huh? Get this. Here's what the word of God says. The word of God says that God is, his name is jealous. His name is jealous. And if you're not talking to him, then guess what you're doing? You're talking to somebody. And if you're not talking to him, you're listening to somebody. Get this. This dude once told me, and he was probably dumber than a box of rocks, but one of the smartest things I ever heard him say, he asked me, he said, hey, Ken, do you know who the friend of the devil is? And I go, uh-uh, who? He said, those that listen to him. Those that listen to him. So if you're not replacing the lies of the devil with the promises of God, and the only way you're going to know the promise of God is when you're communicating with him and when you're reading this Bible, you are out of there. You are and you will be a friend of the devil. Deposit. Deposit. 
You better deposit. Touch 25 people and say you better deposit. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So how could someone fall out of love with God? Sin. Keep playing if you want to. Keep playing if you want to. Number two, you lose gratefulness. Lose gratefulness if you want to. Lose gratefulness if you want to. And number three, lack of communication. These three things right here will cause you to fall out of love with God. And I called the sermon the love of God. But really what I should have called it was the love of God. How in the world could you fall out of love with God? Somebody that knows you intimately who has taken the time to search your mind and know your ways intimately and to form you intricately, put time into you. He kissed you and blew his spirit in you and gave you life, created you more than a conqueror and overcomer in Jesus Christ. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're blessed going in and you're blessed coming out. You're above and not beneath. You're the head and not the tail. You're a big door and not a big thumb. That's how he created you. We're talking about the love of God here. So how could you fall out of love with God? The thoughts that he have of you outnumber the grains of sand. How can you fall out of love with God? We're talking about the beaches. How could you fall out of love? We're talking about the deserts. How could you fall out of love, man? How could you fall out of love? Here's what happens. We stop getting excited about hearing from him. See, prayer time ain't all that exciting anymore. See, reading our word is boring to us. That's what begins to happen. Common is what begins to happen. Get this. When you're first dating somebody, right, and they text you, you can't wait to, you can't wait to text them back. And when they call you and maybe you can't talk right then, or you, hey, baby, I'll call you right back. Stay on the phone all night, stay on the phone all the time, can't wait to be around them. You remember what I'm talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I know y'all been there, right? I know y'all been there, so why in the world are you not with God like that? Why in the world are you not excited to hit your knees? Why come you're not excited to stay up late nights reading your Bible? You stayed up late night on the phone? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I know I'm talking. I know I'm talking to somebody. You know how I know I know I'm talking to somebody? Because some of y'all look dead. When you're praising and worshiping, you like this. Looking crazy or like this right here. Looking crazy. And we sitting back there saying, oh, my gosh, he done fell out of love. Once upon a time, you was in love. You were in love. I know you was. I seen you up here jumping around. I seen you crying out to God. I seen it with my own two eyes. And then all of a sudden you're looking crazy. <laughs> looking crazy, I don't know what. Looking crazy, I don't know what. It begins to be common to us. Reading our word begins to be common to us. You better stop it. You better stop it. You better stop it. Worship team, will you please come up? God is good, right? 
We're talking about the love of God, right? If he loved you so much, then why have we fallen out of love? Why have we fallen out of love? Why is all of a sudden he's not as important to us anymore? Why aren't we trusting him anymore? The Bible says to trust, to trust him with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. He loved you enough to brought you to a one-year discipleship home. So why in the world are you trying to leave earlier? Because you've fallen out of love. See, the anointing's here. The anointing here. We, got to, we live in the presence of the Lord all the time. Man. Man, I just want y'all to kiss this thing, man. I want y'all to fall in love, and I want you to stay in love. That's the problem right there. We fall in love, and then we fall out of love. But see, part of it is not even our fault. We've been groomed for this. We've seen people our whole life fall in and out of love. It happens every day. I know some of y'all are probably, every boyfriend you had, oh, I'm in love. Every girlfriend you had, oh, I'm in love. Break up one day, a week later, oh, I'm in love again. He took me to eat at McDonald's, yeah. Oh, girl, he took you to McDonald's? Mine took me to Applebee's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, falling in and out of love all the time. But we're groomed for this. Man, I know this message, is, it, 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 it hurt a little bit. You see what I'm saying? For some of us, I understand that. I understand that. I've been married before. I've been one of those guys that fell in and out of love all the time. Every female I hooked up, well, I thought she was the one. Oh, she the one. Hey, my mom in love with her. Hey, my mom, black boy, you better leave her alone. <laughs> boy, what was you thinking? And you gonna have a baby with her. I'm not talking about Michael or Bentley. <laughs> yeah, but we've been grown for that. TV ain't even showing us how to be in love. Get this. Man, I love superhero shows. If anybody know me, man, I always wear superhero t-shirts and superhero socks. I don't have no superhero socks on right now, but I'm always about some Superman, Batman, uh, Green, uh, 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 Green Lantern. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. The arrow, man, I'm, 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 all about some, I'm all about some superheroes, right? But as I watch these superhero shows, man, these superheroes, these men and women that little kids are looking up to are sleeping around with different women and different men. We have no idea how to love. You watch TV, you're not seeing it. Our families, you're not even seeing it. To fall in love with God. He's showing you every morning you wake up, He's showing you His love. Every breath you take, He's showing you His love. Every step you take, He's showing you His love. Every time you call your family and they say, How my baby doing? Or how are you doing? Or I'm glad to hear from you. I just answering the phone. He's showing He loves you. He's showing He loves you. And I promise you. We serve an ambidextrous God. You may not be able to see your family coming back right now, but I promise you, he's got something going on with his right hand. But with his left hand, he's doing something just as great. You may not know how you're going to get your kids back. You may not know how your relationship is going to be restored. You may not know. But he got something going on with his left hand that's just as good as what he got going on with his right hand. 
I'm going to close with this verse. Revelations chapter 2, starting at verse 2, and the word of the Lord reads, I know your works, your toll, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil. You're doing the right things. All the right things. You're doing ministry. You're going to prayer time when you're supposed to. You're selling a whole bunch of banana bread. You up here jumping around, singing. I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false. And I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake and you have not grown weary, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. We can do all the right things, man. Sell all the banana bread. You can make everything look good. You can make it all look good. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of standing up here jumping around, crying and all this other stuff. I'm guilty of it. Knew all the right stuff to say. I could preach and I could teach, but I had lost my first love. I had fallen out of love with God. I fell into sin and I lost gratefulness. And the next thing you know, man, I quit talking to him. I quit communicating. I quit seeking him. I quit reading my word. And I know that I'm not the only one guilty of this. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you that's fallen out of love. But don't be ashamed of it. Just repent. Just repent. The Bible said he's faithful to forgive you. He says he's faithful to forgive you. Man, and if that's you, don't be ashamed. Come down here to the altar.